0: After nearly 50 years of being the global borrowing benchmark, the LIBOR is being abandoned, buried in a financial grave only to be found in history books that recount the tales of the scandals and corruption that generated some $9 billion in banking fines. UK regulators have decided that the benchmark that underpins more than $350 trillion of financial products from car loans to mortgages will be phased out. Andrew Bailey, the head of the UK's Financial Conduct Authority, said on Bloomberg TV, that LIBOR isn't sustainable because of a lack of transactions providing data.
1: So the assumption that we have a market in, in money, as it were, which will support LIBOR hasn't happened. And so the current structure, in a sense, depends excessively, in our view, on, on expert judgment by the submitting backs.
0: Bailey says he wants to scrap LIBOR by 2021. Joining me is John Glover. Bloomberg News financial regulation reporter John, start by explaining exactly what the London Interbank Offered Rate, or LIBOR, is.
1: Um, well, it's a uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a series of um, different call them in, let's call them indexes or benchmarks that grew up over time organically as the euro markets developed. That's the markets for um, assets, financial assets in Europe rather than the markets in euros now Uh, why oh go ahead well there's a series there's a series of currencies and a series of what they call tenors maturities
0: why this decision to drop libor
1: well the reason it grew up where it did and when it did is that um banks needed to borrow from each other overnight or for three months or six months or whatever um in various currencies and so they needed some kind of a benchmark. They don't borrow from each other much anymore. So there are the transactions, particularly in some currencies, which are very illiquid at some at some uh, maturities. So there's no real transaction taking place. It's just a guess. The, the panels that um, say how much it would, would cost a prime bank to borrow from another prime bank for a certain amount of time, they're just pulling numbers out of the air, really. I mean, that's unfair but, uh, okay. because they're more closely policed than that. But it's an estimate.
0: So what happens now when there is no replacement for it?
1: Well, they're building replacements, slowly but surely. Um, and the, uh, the company, which is ICE, that's uh, based, I think, in Atlanta, that administers the um, benchmark now after it was taken away from the British Banking Association, as it then was, um, it wants to continue with LIBOR. The regulator clearly doesn't want, that's the FCA, Andrew Bailey, who you just heard, clearly wants to uh, phase it out. And by setting a deadline, I th- my impression is that the thinking is that they will be forced to come up with some kind of solution that will satisfy current needs. Because the needs have changed. LI- LIBOR was answering a certain question that was asked time, that question is no longer being asked. So LIBOR is answering it. You know. is, is,
0: is five years enough time to transition away?
1: <laughs> There's the uh, $350 trillion question. <laughs> um, it sh- uh, Bailey d- does say that in the, um, he has uh, spoken to the panel banks and he, they reckon that that should be enough. We
0: will see. Well, let's talk about whether there is going to be uncertainty into swap rates based on the benchmark. Let's talk about financial lawyers and how busy they're going to be with LIBOR-based contracts or just checking contracts.
1: Yeah, I think the lawyers are going to love it. They've, I've, been, I've been talking to a few recently, though, and they've all built these um, – well, the big ones, the big firms, what we call the magic circle in London. Um, they've all built artificial intelligence uh, bots that will check contracts for, uh, do the grunt work. Uh, So it may not be as hard to do the papering, as they call it, as it seems. Because if you have to go through it manually, millions and millions of contracts, then that's going to take forever. Uh, But if you've got a robot doing it, then it may not take quite as long as people think. But who knows? Um, Putting a lot
0: of associates out of work there. um, (laughs) What's the general feeling in in about, you know, we have about 30 seconds here. What's the general feeling about this, you know, ending of LIBOR?
1: Um, I think people people at the sharp end who are are sort of swap dealers who are using it are waking up to the fact that they won't have it forever. It's not going to be around forever. Um, I was talking to um, a character from a private equity firm um, at the, just after the meeting today, after the speech, and um, he was saying that they've got all these loans based on LIBOR. And he, I said, Well, you know, what did you think? What do you think of Sonia? He says, This is the first I've heard of it. So I think the process is really getting underway. Sonia, by the way, is the um, suggested. Um, a substitute for LIBOR. It stands for Sterling Overnight Interest Average, if I'm not mistaken. It would be a benchmark, a near-risk-free benchmark for borrowing in pounds.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for enlightening us. That's John Glover. He's a Bloomberg News financial regulation reporter. Coming up, lawsuits on climate change in California. The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th